And now for part two of our 100th episode, Spectacular. That's right, True Believers. It's time for an in-depth look at Captain Marvel with local cosplayer Vicky Morales. Alright, we're now going to go to the movie review portion of the podcast. We're doing Captain Marvel, which opened to Buku Bucks. And we have a special guest, Vicky Morales. Um, Vicky, are you there? I'm here. Fantastic. Now, uh, beyond being a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, you also cosplayed, you actually got to cosplay as Captain Marvel for the opening weekend, right? Yes, that, yeah, that's that was cool. And listeners out there in the CBC universe, she, in case you had to question her credentials, Uh-oh. she's a tough cookie, okay? She's got the, <laughs> the, 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 engine, the engine drive power has apparently go, fallen over, Vicky, because she, you separated your shoulder recently, right? <laughs> yeah, that happened, like, just this morning. Right. I dislocated it, oh. my shoulder. <laughs> And you didn't even know, but you were just like, oh, this hurts a little, like, and then the doctor was like, you, no, you separated your shoulder, we need to fix this. Yeah. That's I was like, oh no, really? Oh. And he was like, yep. I just feel like if Thanos tried to snap you out of existence, you just wouldn't be phased by it. You'd be like, nah, man, what are you doing? I can snap too, Are you? what are you doing? Uh, but... All right, so let's jump into let's jump into Captain Marvel. Chris, uh, we of course going to start off with flashback, Flash versus oh. Captain Marvel. Uh, right. And what I what I want you to do is um, mm-hmm. is is just succinctly cover just the main plot points of the film, and then yeah. also give me at the end of each little like part. Just a little bit of Goose's reaction in meow form emotionally how he would react based on what you've just said. <laughs> Man, all right. This is like one of the nuttier requests. All right. Uh, I can do this. Yeah. I, I can do this. I've not been trained at all, but I can do this. All right. I believe um, in you. <laughs> all right. So flashback versus Captain Marvel this time. Um, so we started off on the Kree homeworld of Hala. Um, There's a quick training montage to kind of set the pace of who... Vers is and who uh, Jude Law's character is, and they do a better job with Vers because I forget his name all the time. It's uh, like Adrian Wu, but that's not it. That's not right. I'll I'll that's get it for right you while you're while you're recapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think it's like Yang <laughs> yeah. Rog, I believe is his name. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's it's Adrian Wu in my mind. That's how it maps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're in the kind of witty dialogue back and forth, sparring, sparring, training, and then they go on this Overwatch style mission. Uh, which happens exactly as it does in the game. The sniper doesn't communicate with the rest of the team. The DPS runs in solo by <laughs> herself and gets captured. Uh, <laughs> it all goes to shit real quickly. Um, How does Goose, Goose feel about this? Yeah. Yeah, Goose would be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just kind of the sound he makes when he flops over onto right. the right. Onto the floor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's like this again. Um, <laughs> She uh, she ends up in skull kind of like um, the the skull scroll genius bar I guess they're trying to nice. uh, access her files and um, you know they're tapping on her forehead whatever works uh, she busts out 
and uh, crash lands on C-53, the shithole known as Earth. Uh, yeah. From from there, a bunch of nineties nostalgia quickly hits us before we can get into Act Two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess at this point, Goose would be kind of like stretching and doing that little mm, kind of stretch, that the good stretch. Right, the yoga stretch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. The main sticking point is that she's starting to remember uh, her past, where she really didn't. She kind of like she was Cree. And that's all she really knows. But now she has these flashes of memory um, of Annette Benning uh, talking to her about Pegasus. Right. So she needs to find her. She needs to find Pegasus, whatever that program was. And Nick Fury kind of all um, is all young and CGI makeup and uh, is going to kind of help her through a bunch of happenstance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Goose kind of just was like, mm-hmm. like putting the hand on. Get, stop petting me. I'm right, right. Over- to Carol, not you. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, through, throughout this, throughout some skull bullshit going on too, um, they find out uh, that they, they find out that she does have a past. She was in the records, so uh, the Pegasus records. So they go from from L.A. to L.A., from Los Angeles to Louisiana, and uh, kind of reattach some uh, long forgotten friends, I guess. Yeah, they, they pick up where they left off with uh, with Rambo, um, Maria. Yeah, I think it's Maria because her daughter's Monica. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, oh, and Goose is tagging along, so I guess Goose's reaction for that one was just like, Meow! like he's, uh, <laughs> is that, he's suffering is, the G forces. Yeah, that's what that's where they're they're lifting yeah. off, right? Goes <laughs> flying back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Turns out the Kree are bad. Something we already knew from the Guardians of the Galaxies movies and Agents of Shield. Shout out Agents of Shield watchers. All three of us left. Um, <laughs> uh, she takes off the inhibitor, which we know from the series should kill her. <laughs> but she's she's Captain Marvel at this point. She has all the power of the light speed engine coursing through her body. Forget the Kree blood; that was like minor leagues. Right. Um, she she kind of takes on the Yonrog, and then uh, Ronin, the Accuser, who's gonna bomb CP3 to hell just because some it's like four scroller on there. Um, <laughs> That's a yeah, little bit man. of an overreaction, maybe. Yeah, that's the mean, like, uh, oh, one spider burnt the house down. Right. Um, <laughs> she, she does it really easily. She takes out uh, the missiles, which can destroy a planet. She kind of just, like, throws them back, makes them explode. She punches a ship to smithereens, <laughs> and that's about it. She's going to help the Skrulls, which are actually refugees uh, of the of the Kree aggression. She's going to help them find a new homeworld, Ender's game style. Very cool. Very, very cool. Thank you, Chris. Oh, and how, how does Goose feel about, about the ending of that? Uh, it's one of those like uh, yawns, okay. like cats do. It's like real big yawn, but it keeps on going until it's even wider, and then you can see a couple tentacles poking out from inside. Yeah. Then it closes back down. Ah, okay. Just gives you a little sneak peek. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's no okay. So this was Marvel's first uh, female-led superhero film uh, for the MCU. People have been clamoring, wanting this for years. Uh, there was a lot of talks about a Black Widow movie uh, getting made first that didn't happen but i think with the success of wonder woman uh marvel maybe felt a little more emboldened to to do it right and it's a good thing they did because this film opened to 455 million dollars worldwide and uh i believe over 100 155 million just domestically the Mm -hmm. biggest grossing for any female-led film ever 
Oh wow! In the Yay. history of film, right? So go, yeah, go women, right? So and, mm-hmm. and this is this is an interesting thing, you know. And Chris and I talked about it, Vicky, uh, in prior episodes, but you know, this the same thing happened when Wonder Woman came out. There was mm-hmm. this contingency of internet fan, of comic book fan, that were like immediately down on the film without having seen a second of it and then of course with rotten tomatoes we saw that they literally had to change their platform because they were review bombing the movie for captain marvel before it even had been released to to screeners like for test reviews um so they've actually changed how that works um now, I know you're a big comic fan and you're a big uh, just, you know, movie and, and, and superhero movie fan. This also, by the way, was Marvel's 21st film and also the 21st Marvel film to debut at number one, uh, which is unprecedented <laughs> for any movie studio. We've talked about it before, but like they just literally can do no wrong at this point. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, uh, Street Fighter announcer, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Vicky, for you, uh, before we get into our segments, what uh, what did this film mean to you? Um, you know, it's all we talk about representation a lot in, on mm-hmm. this podcast, and so 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 being a female, what did it mean <laughs> to you f- to see a Marvel uh, female-led film like this? So, um, I think there's like few films out there, um, depending on like what your heart's really interested. I'm sure like for everybody, they have something different. Um, that will make you kind of like just like a character walking on screen is going to make you like, oh, my God, or like even tear up or like do something just so emotional. And right. um, for me, of course, it was uh, there was Wonder Woman where she's marching across that field. Oh, my God, I'm thinking about it right now. Heart's gone. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, where they're like, no man's crossed this land. And she's like, I'm no man. What? Right. right. Um, and then, like, also because Star Wars is just so near and dear to me. Just, uh, uh, like just anything when any character spoke or anything or when the Millennium Falcon came out, I was like, <gasps> and for Captain Marvel, it was just being in the theater and I'm not even just saying that like oh just everything no it was it was literally just knowing that I am sitting in this theater and I went dressed as a matter of fact I was still in cosplay gear and I remember thinking like oh my god like I am like a kid again and I'm dressed up in my um like Power Rangers uniform watching the Power Rangers movie right and this is the moment. This is, like, so great. And so as soon as, like, the, the credits roll, or not the credits, but, like, the screen opens, you're like, oh, my God. And you start hearing, and you start seeing Brie Larson come on as Captain Marvel. It's, like, emotional. It, it, and I hope, I, I hope this is a normal feeling. I hope I'm not just like, no, that's weird. That girl's real weird. Um, but I feel like, you know, I was just moved. I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. It's happening. Yay. Right. Kind of like, I don't know. Like I said, there's few things that can make people when you love something so much i'm sure like for i don't know other people it's like i don't know like the expendables or something people who love like male action heroes it was like when sylvester stallone stallone did anything and for me it was you know just the fact that there was a woman who is the superhero and then of course i didn't see the movie right away because I was kind of caught up in the cosplay. Right, you were um, you were like working essentially, yeah, uh, being part yeah. of the experience. Yeah, so a lot of people were going into this movie before me and coming out, so I got to see a lot of their reactions, mm-hmm. and it was really good. Um, it was really good. It was so good because you would see like this excitement on the kids' faces 
Um, and the kids are the best, honestly. You would see, like, this little girl. I really don't want to jump into, like, the cosplay experience already. But, like, it was part of, like, my movie experience. But, like, you see, like, these girls' expressions going into the movie and then coming out. And just, they're, like, they were gasping when they saw me. And they were just, like, uh, oh, my God. Right. And I was, like, so, to me, it was the same feeling. Like, a kid again watching this movie, like, yes, I'm here. Now I see why these little girls are so excited. I'm excited. I don't care if I look stupid. And I think I like had like Sour Patch Kids, some popcorn and an icy. And I think I asked them to like swirl the cherry and the Coke. So I was like full on back to my childhood roots. Right. I was just so ecstatic. So that's what the movie like it brought out the kid in me. But it also brought out like this spark of like just like love and appreciation and also just confidence of, you know, I'm a girl. She's a girl. And that's pretty cool to be a girl. Right. It's, it's, it's cool to be a girl again. <laughs> it's cool. To, and it's powerful. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Kevin Feige came out and said that, that moving forward, especially mm-hmm. after Avengers Endgame, I guess in a way this might be a spoiler, but that Captain Marvel is going to be the face of the yeah. MCU for this next phase. So that's, you know, I guess she, I guess she doesn't die. Spoilers, I guess. But like, <laughs> that's great. But that's that's great. Also, just real quick side note. I, you mentioned the cherry swirl thing. So it, this is at Alamo Draft House, right? So if you all don't know this, because I just figured this out like a few months ago, you can add cherry to any drink there, and it's great. So I just wanted to point that out. I'm glad that you mentioned that, because I had just found that out not that long ago, and it's changed my life. Um, not very important for this podcast, but I just wanted to, uh, to bring it out yeah, there. Yeah, shouts out to Grenadine. Hey, man. Proud sponsor of the podcast. So, yeah, proud, proud proud sponsor them in a uh, casper mattress and uh <laughs> but uh uh i'm so glad to hear you say that that's that's what i was hoping your experience was was and seeing like you said like the kids um mm-hmm. i remember when when ghostbusters came out the female-led ghostbusters mm-hmm. you know and there was again there was all that backlash and stuff and it didn't do that well and that you know chris and i talked about it and i think Iggy and i had talked about it as well um it, I, it wasn't because it was a female-led film. I mean, there were just some issues with kind of the script, um, I felt. Uh, but more than that, I'm, I took my little sister to see it. And mm-hmm. um, she's 15 now. She just turned 15. I think at the time she was about, you know, I don't know, 11 or 12. And she was so psyched after seeing Ghostbusters. And, you know, and she, I remember her and her friends were playing Ghostbusters like that weekend. Like they pretended they're, so it's, you know, it's all about that representation and that idea that like, it puts these ideas and especially in children's minds that they can be these characters. Uh, Same thing with like Black Panther. I think last year had a similar effect. Right, Chris? Would you, would you say that that's, you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of people who were like uh, cosplaying at, at the theater who went to watch the opening day um, in, in costume. Like, um, yeah, it, it, I think I think Black Panther kind of like uh, really cemented for Marvel Studios that like, oh, this is bankable. This is marketable, like from a business yeah. perspective. Like uh, we don't have to shy away from these kind of like uh, non-traditional heroes, I guess. Right. Right. Um, just mm-hmm. because. Yeah, Captain America, Star Lord, Tony Stark, uh, they're they're all kind of like, repeat, you know, you know, pay, a cut and paste, cut and paste, a little bit. So it's definitely great to see, like, um, from the studio perspective, that they, you know, they can 
they make more of these stories with confidence. And not only that, Marvel doing these stories like Black Panther, like Captain Marvel, and still coming out number one in the box office the week yeah. these movies come out is just making them even more confident to keep doing it. In fact, mm-hmm. you know, we joked about it before, uh, Vicky, on a prior episode that after Black Panther was successful and then after Crazy Rich Asians was successful, <laughs> it wasn't much longer after that that Marvel announced that um, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, was a movie that they were going to try to release um, sometime <laughs> in the future. And we're like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's another market that they can, I wouldn't even say exploit, but it's. I don't think it's that malicious. I, I think it's just, it's another market they can like look at. In. Right, to yeah. tap into and to get excited about these kind of things, which is really cool, which is great. So let's move on into our actual segments talking about the film. Uh, the first one is Excelsior. And, of course, this is where we just... Uh, we just can take a moment to talk about the something in the film that we thought was really great, really memorable or outstanding. Uh, Vicky, as our guest, would you like to go first? Was there any one particular aspect of the film, character, actor, actress, set piece, anything that really especially stuck out to you? Yeah, um, I guess. And you could tell me if, like, no, I got the whole movie off. Like, no, you didn't get the message at all. But to me, it was... Um, <laughs> I liked how there was a lot of like misdirection, even from like the trailer. And I feel like there's a lot of vagueness in like just um, the Captain Marvel trailers. It was more about like, oh, we knew it was going to be an origin piece. And we we're kind of all kind of we already know a little bit of her origin. We wanted it. We kind of guessed what it was going to be. But I thought there was a, a lot of misdirection. And I like that because, you know, we knew that the Kree were were no good, but they were also like kind of presented as these like good guys in the beginning. Right. And, um, and you really kind of, bu- and of course you see like Jude Law and he's Dumbledore. So you're like, Oh, of course, <laughs> like I'm all on the crease side for right now. And they're taking right. care of Carol right. Danvers or Zers at this point. Right. Vers at this time. And so you're like, yeah. Um, and then you see the scrolls and they're like, ugly weird bad guys you think because you've also seen like bad scrolls and um and then you realize oh crap like in just like a little bit of explanation and you give the scrolls like their their own platform Mm -hmm. and you realize like oh you know like he says i think i don't i don't know spoiler it's like you know this is war i have like my share of blood too and you you really see like from his like standpoint of like i'm just trying to get like what's best for my family what's best for like my people and you really can't blame him when his motivation is just like hey i'm doing this for people i love and these people are like no we're doing this for like an idea or like a Mm. i mean like authority which you know kind of sounds a little like hitler but um so i liked a lot of those sort of parallels to real world and kind of like how maybe we can apply that into using how we see things today for how sure there is a lot of misdirection how we kind of see people like in all facets like just from a certain point certain way until you like actually see it from their perspective like oh so i really like that because i think that was also applicable to how women are perceived and like mm-hmm. i knew mm-hmm. a lot of people were going into this movie like it's a feminist movie oh my god that she's too good she's obviously too like perfect <laughs> Right. Like, literally, I think I saw some of the reviews and it was like, she's just too, like, just nitpicking. Oh, that yeah. whole Mary Sue thing, Mary right? Mary Sue, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's like, 
you're like trying to really reach for something so you're gonna like poke at how perfect she is this is really strange and um and i thought like that that really does like kind of give you like that chance to or the opportunity to see things from another perspective and say hey you know maybe this is a feminist film maybe this isn't but I'm going to see this as a perspective of like my daughter, my sister, my mother, my whoever, a female. And how are they going to take this film? And maybe I shouldn't like, you know, put my foot in my mouth before I say something. I mean, I'm hoping that's kind of like something that people got out of it. And that's what I mm-hmm. really liked about this movie was, again, that misdirection. It made you think one way and then it's not. Um, you know, I love Jude Law. I love Dumbledore, but... Best Dumbledore. I, he's the best Dumbledore, I think. Jungle door. Uh, yeah. Yummy door. No, yum, yummy, yummy door. Yumbledore. Yumbledore. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that was very well put, um, Vicky. And yeah, I uh, there, there definitely have, have made people have made allusions to, yeah, like you said, the current actual events happening now, uh, especially in America, with immigration, refugees, mm-hmm. the the wall, um, you know, <laughs> you know, being exclusionary versus inclusionary, and yeah, I, I think those are all salient points, and and I'm pretty sure I, uh, from what you said, and I think anyone would see it. If you just look a little, you know, look a little harder, I, I'm sure they did it on purpose, you know? <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's like, what do you want to be mad about? Do you want to be mad that the film is maybe a feminist film? Do you want to be mad that it's <laughs> saying, like, hey, let's not be so nationalistic and xenophobic? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to be mad? Pick your, you know, pick your poison, I guess. Chris, mm-hmm. uh, Excel, for Excelsior, what do you, what's something that stood out for you? Uh, well, just kind of like... A... Kind of combo up with Vicky's statements. So like uh-huh. um, one thing that kind of was like sticking in my head before the second rewatch was like uh, this feels like it's it's kind of the the protagonist and antagonist situation is kind of squishy. But then I kind of figured out through the second watch like oh the antagonist is kind of like societal treatment mm-hmm. of women at large and like um, with the honorable with this whole uh, super gaslighting basically brainwashing thing that they were doing from the Kree side. Like it, it didn't occur to me just now. So you, you, you kind of gave your take that context is really what was important in the movie. Like you don't appreciate the scrolls' plight until you have the context of it. You don't appreciate mm-hmm. what she's been through until you have the context of it. Like the, the Creed didn't for sure. So yeah, it, it, if you if I kind of think of those protagonist antagonist terms on like uh, on on that scale, then that makes the uh, that makes everything like um like my, my kind of my past uh like. I don't know, not really negative feelings about it, but like, because uh, I, I definitely enjoyed the movie a lot, but I just kind of felt like uh, still uneasy. Like I was kind of in mm-hmm. the clouds a little bit about um, how I, you know, how how I should be framing this. But yeah, I think that's the very, that's like a really, really uh, easy way to frame it. Like context versus, um, I guess, control. Yeah. Um, and maybe my... prior, prior um, prejudices maybe, or like, Priority and Contato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Throwing out some, some Latin there. That's great. <laughs> For my uh, Excelsior take, though, it's just like uh, the the whole 90s vibe. The, of course, the Nine Inch Nails shirt, like a uh, shout out right. to Trent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, it, it was it was really well done. Like uh, like as soon as I saw that uh, what Mel Collins and the Infinite Sadness poster. Right. Like, when she was making the call, I was like, ah, this is so great. <laughs> 
So quick, quick little trivia side note uh, on that. The poster, there's another poster there with Bush, and yeah. and it's like Bush <laughs> with the toadies. And so the guys from the toadies actually like tweeted out, holy shit, we're part of the MCU. This is the greatest day. They were like so jazzed to be part. And then another small bit of trivia, and this is actually for all the listeners out there, if you, if you hurry, uh, just Google it because I don't know the website. But apparently Trent and Marvel did a collab and they're releasing limited edition Nine Inch Nails Captain Marvel shirts. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that's cool. I want one. <laughs> so, so. NIN.com. Yeah, just, just the Nine Inch Nails main page. NIN.com. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, real quick, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know speak too long of this but my I, this isn't maybe my favorite thing but this is something that i really thought stuck out and i love the way they did it was just the stanley tribute at the beginning um oh, yeah. with with the uh the marvel studios mm-hmm. logo thing that came up uh the way they they showed all of his various cameo appearances and whatnot um and just his cameo uh the way they managed to literally work in the the 90s thing even with that <laughs> with the mall rat script it was so perfect uh, it it practically brought me to tears of kind of both joy and sadness at the same time is a really unique feeling um but i really i do i agree with everything that you both have said that uh in terms of the positive aspects of the film so let's try something a little harder i think this is maybe too easy for you all uh chris we'll start with you this time bizarro what is something that didn't work in the film for you or that or not maybe necessarily just didn't flat out work but just you felt like they could have done a better job or there was a, a better casting choice they could have done, you know, right. anything like that. Um, yeah. Th- trying to think kind of critically, there wasn't too much that didn't work. I mean, some, some notes kind of felt a little flat. Like I think the whole, um, well, I, I was trying to go into this movie with Jason, uh, with the born identity is like an analog for it mm-hmm. because just from the trailers, it kind of seemed to, you know, have a lot of the same beats. Um, and I was like, I was, I was with it. I want to see that. Um, so if she had figured out her identity, like on her own, I think that might've been a little bit more powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. the whole scene in, um, Louisiana where she's like, I don't even know who I am. Uh, that kind of felt a little flat to me. I'm like, this is just going to result in like another character kind of like establishing who she is. And that's fine. Um, but I think the more nuanced take is like, she has to piece together like who she is now with, um, because she has power. And, like, all these origin stories are, like, the hero's reaction to inheriting power and what they're going to do with it next. Um, so she has that already. Uh, it's kind of like giving context to her power. Who, who, who was she? Who, who is she going to be now? So I think that instead of having, like, a, even though the context of it, even though Maria Rambo doing it for her um, was great, it, it still would have been a little bit better if she had figured it out for herself. Um, that's my really only concern with it is, like, uh, if we get kind of too reliant on other characters establishing who the protagonist is that might you know kind of chip away at uh what you've been trying to do like at her agency you think mm-hmm. yeah maybe okay yeah I, I agree with that i really want to quickly want to piggyback off of that i i would have liked to have seen her do a little more with the kree uh when she thought they were the good guys like make her hands a little more dirty in that oh, sense right. or when you where if she like takes part in more missions maybe has to kill a few more people explicitly so then when we look at her do her turn and she realizes what happens like who she really is and what the real story is 
you know, she has that remorse as a character. Mm -hmm. I think that could have given her even more depth, even more agency for her story. Um, Again, that's just a minor nitpick for me where I would like to have seen that a little bit. Uh, Vicky, what about you? What what was something uh, that either you would have changed or you just thought was a little off? So I guess my answer is not as in-depth as your guys. You guys it can be. Uh, but mine was just, um, so I was all about the 90s. I'm all about 90s music. Probably some of my favorite songs were there. Nice. But I did not think, and maybe just because I have like such a strong opinion of Marvel ever since like Guardians of the Galaxies, mm-hmm. that the soundtrack really meshed as perfect. I'm just saying as perfect. Uh Um, I thought that there were moments where it could have really flowed in a little better and especially because it's the 90s, you know, like you like music videos were all the rage back then. And I felt like that could have been a little better, especially like, you know, going to like throw the what I'm talking about with Guardians of the Galaxies. You get that whole first song in Guardians of the Galaxies, the first one, and you get Star-Lord and then you get the, you know, ah, what's the first song? Come and get your love, you know, Redbone, Mm -hmm. right? And, Mm -hmm. And it's like. Oh my god, this went so well with the scenery, with his movements, with his dancing, with his, like, everything. And I'm I'm thinking in, um, spoiler, to, like, just a girl. And mm-hmm. you, you when she's fighting, and she's, uh, mm-hmm. like, picking off the Kree. And, um, you see it, and it's, it's a fun song. It's a good song. It's a great song. Perfect. And I get what they're doing. But I felt like it could have, um, I don't know, just, like, gone a little better with how it fit into the movie and like maybe their movements. Um, that's just me. I just felt like a lot of those songs didn't really like perfectly do it. And I, I think like I can totally like tell the difference because you see something like Guardians of the Galaxies where that really fit in very right. well. And then you see like this movie and you see all these great songs, but they just, I just don't think it really connected as well. Um, so, mm-hmm. That was so my thing. No, no, for sure. And I, I can actually I can see that. So would you say like maybe that they were trying so hard to make everything so 90s that they were just kind of pulling these, um, what do you call it, earworm songs that people definitely know are from <laughs> the 90s. And they're like, okay, we're going to stick this one here and this one here, knowing that it fits the era, but not necessarily maybe the tone of the scene. I could kind of see that. We're like, I was even picking on Just a Girl where it's such a good song. But I just right. was like, I is don't it too know. on the nose? Is it like too like okay, <laughs> okay, know. right? She's a woman, and no, you know what? Because I want it in there. It's one of those like oh, I want the song in there. I'm just gonna put it yeah. in there. Who cares? Whatever. She's. I'm just a girl, anyways. Um, right. And I just, I don't know. I just, you know, I feel exactly what you're saying. Like, I feel like these were high highlighted like '90s songs that people could easily identify. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they could have done. A little better. A little more nuanced. And in my opinion, maybe that's, like, why they were like, hey, let's get James Gunn back. Because he does, like, a really good, like, thing with music. And then, like... Perfect segue. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. I actually... I was just thinking the same thing. So I love that you brought that up. Uh, So, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. This is a bit bit off of the movie review. But we, you know, fortunately, because we're recording this now, this morning, uh, it got released it yeah disney hired back james gunn uh for guardians 3 which 
uh, we did a special emergency episode uh, <laughs> that was just the firing of James Gunn because we thought it was just so out of left field and we were shocked by it. And I remember Ignacio, um, and I actually talked to him earlier today and he was like, yeah, man, make sure to, you know, I don't mind owning that. Let everyone know. He said, there's no way he ever works for Disney again. Like. Uh. He goes, he goes, I don't think that this should be the case. He's like, but I don't think they're ever going to get him back. Um, and then even more so when we heard that he was going to do Suicide Squad, it felt like even more like, oh, yeah, he's he's done. Like, he's moving on. Mm-hmm. And then we get this news that he's back. And, and <laughs> look, I love the first Guardians film. The second one's also really good. But the first one, especially, Vicky, like you said, even with the music or especially because of the music, maybe. It's it's such a great film and a great experience emotionally. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that they like took a nuanced look at what was going on with him, those tweets and so on, and they realized like, look, that's not who this guy is, and they they walked it back. It's such a rare thing, like uh, for a big conglomeration like like Disney. To do something like to reverse course, mm-hmm. but what do you? How do y'all feel about it? What do y'all? What are y'all thinking about James Gunn coming back? I think it's kind of what should have happened. Like he shouldn't mm-hmm. have left in the first place. Right. Um, like I think going back to my original take, Disney is such a huge corporation. It's like what the fuck do they care about that? Like some uh, kind of guy on the internet trolling and <laughs> trying to start shit where there's kind of like yeah, if I mean. It, it, he said some stupid shit in the past, but I mean, there's nothing. I mean. Where's the fire? Right. This I, isn't I mean, a this isn't a Louis C.K. or a Michael Jackson scenario right. where, yeah. where there's it, like real allegations of actual like terrible shit happening. At the very least, that ain't it, Chief. So um, right. I, I think it's it's kind of weird that it happened this way, but I, I think it uh, everything in balance, man. I'm I'm uh, really happy. Vicky, what do you think? No, yeah, I agree. I I was like. I think, though, it was kind of like they did it on purpose. Like, we're just kind of showing you the power we can have. Oh, and, man. Like, <laughs> the flex. Like, like, yeah, like the flex. Almost like if this were a relationship, it's like right. I'm going to, like, pretend to break up with you. But, like, at the same time, I know I'm going to go back to you. Right. But I just want you to know to how show important that power. it is. Yeah, wow. like, to chill, like to chill out. because. And at the same time, I, I remember thinking about that, like, didn't they know who they hired when they hired right. him? Like, this is right. the guy who made Troma, or Tromeo and Juliet. This yeah, is the guy Toxic who Avenger did, stuff. Like, yeah. you know, of course. And like you said, this isn't Michael Jackson. This isn't, um, what's his name? Louis C.K. Uh, Louis C. I'm thinking of the, the bigger guy that made um, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, this isn't him. Like, this isn't, this is a guy who said something stupid, and we all say something stupid. And, right. um, I really think, like, I think they said something about that on SNL or something. That that weird guy, the Pete guy, where Pete he was like, where he was talking <laughs> about weird like, guy. <laughs> like every time we like listen to something, we also have to like say, um, like, oh, but yeah, isn't this the guy who also did all these other things, or this girl mm-hmm. who did all these horrible like other things before mm-hmm. like we put on our headphones? And you know, a lot of the like, Kizzy's really weird to me, so I was like. Uh, I get what you're saying. You got me. I, I know what you're trying to say. But um, yeah, it's like everybody's and if and it might be something that we don't know about this person. It could be, oh, my God. No, I was going to use like Mr. Rogers as an example. But no, I would never, ever, oh. ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever. No, 
Oh, My eyes are so that. big right now, Vicky. What are you doing? No, yeah, do you have the, do you have the secret secret technology? <laughs> no. Okay, somebody like you like love and like hold dear and like, like Mr. Rogers. Like... No, no. He could never Don't do put anything. that energy into the universe, Vicky. No, ever. Things uh, like that. Like in just finding right. out how awful like they did something or said something. It's like, do you appreciate the art? You could appreciate the art but not the artist. And mm, that's okay. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. I know, again, this is a little off path from what we were doing with the review, but it, it, you know, Hey man, that's what podcasts are about. We get to be in the moment. So how about this? Uh, how, to yeah. get us a little bit towards the nineties again, I have a, okay. what I did was a little uh, kind of a, I don't think I mentioned it to you yet, Al, <laughs> but no. I took, um, like a Buzzfeed quiz, like which nineties alt rock song are you? But okay. I like try to do it for each of the Avengers, oh, just okay. because like I, I think that's how Captain Marvel's that's how Carol's gonna relate to them like as soon as they get back. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I had the results here ready if you'd like. Yeah. Yes. 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 So this is great. So I I, I definitely took it a couple of different times for different characters just because it was giving the same results. Um, because of that, I want you to give me your takes. Like, do you think this is the right call, or do you think okay. another song should be uh, put instead? So okay. for Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Uh, yeah. It gave me Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. Okay. Uh, I mean, I like the energy from that song. I could <laughs> I could definitely see Hulk rampaging through. Um, there's a little bit of, like, uh, social commentary in the lyrics, so that maybe that's the Bruce Banner part. Right. Uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm in it. I think that's... I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm good. I like it. What do you... Vicky, what do you think? I love it. I, I love that song. Ever since, Side- I, I don't, yeah, I love that song. Have, oh, what's that show? Peep Show? Have you ever uh-huh. seen that show? I yeah, love yeah. it. It's it's like the whole intro. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like that. I don't know. I could see like the Hulk being like a character. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, side note, I'm a terrible singer, but if uh, if I ever have to do karaoke, that's almost always my go-to song. Nice. nice. It's just nice. me yelling like a maniac. <laughs> Uh, at strangers it's fun uh okay chris what's the next one next up i have black widow um okay. it gave me uh interstate love song by stone temple pilots mm-hmm. okay vicky your thoughts on this one i don't know i guess yeah okay um, i think the the main thing that i uh clicked on for her was like she wants to forget her past uh, uh, she, she's got a lot of red in her ledger scott wyland had a lot of red in his ledger too i guess so yeah <laughs> Uh, I mean, RIP, <laughs> though. Hey, it's got one. one. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Moving on to Thor. Uh, Thor, this one kind of came out of left field for me. Um, maybe, but Glycerin by Bush. Okay. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Just, like, <laughs> I think I think that when Bush sang that song, he was making, like, these, like, faces that Thor makes when he's, like, lifting <laughs> up. Like, I can't say the hammer's name. Mjolnir? Thank you. <laughs> and whenever he's lifting that up, he's like, uh, and like, that's what I think Bush looked like when he, or the band Bush looked like when they were singing Glycerin. Not Bush himself, of course. <laughs> oh, no. No, I just, in my head, I've heard uh, Gavin or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. With Rosendale. Yeah. Uh, now oh, I want to see a Bush cover band, oh, but they're all dressed like George H.W. Bush and George Bush. Chain I want it. Cheney on base. I want it. Now I want it so, <laughs> so bad. Good. 
That's so good. Um, okay, what's the next one, Chris? Uh, War Machine, uh, Roadie. So I got, um, for him, Buddy Holly by Wizzy. That's really weird. I think that's a terrible choice. I don't understand it. <laughs> It's just really, I don't know, I don't, I can't, what would be a better song? War Machine? Uh, like, how about Metallica? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big Metallica fan or anything, but like, War Machine, Metallica, maybe like, uh, Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire, you know, like. Give me dabba dabba da. Yeah. Dabba dabba da. That's, that's the next uh, lyric. Uh, <laughs> what else? Yeah. Is that it, Chris? Or? I got a couple more. I got Iron Man, okay. of course. Tony Stank himself. Um, okay. <laughs> gave me Paranoid Android by Radiohead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love yeah, that's Radiohead. perfect. I think that is good. There's, yeah. That is, yeah. Also in agreement. To me, that fits with like his anxiety problems he was having in Iron <laughs> Man mm-hmm. Three. Yeah. Plus Android. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I guess Vision might be the other one you could say, but like. He's, I in a, he's a man in a robot suit. No, no, no. But he's a man in a, like a suit, like a robot suit. It's close. It's. Re- I think that's really good. That's probably the best one so far. Yeah, I, I like that one. All right, Captain America. This is another weird one. Captain mm-hmm. America got basket case by Green Day. Okay, see, maybe, <laughs> like he should have gotten Buddy Holly. Yeah, yeah. Because it's got like a little bit of that Americana feel and like that like America was sort of simpler time. I don't know. Uh, I would give him Buddy Holly. Uh, would you say Basket Case, Green Day? No, that's you know I would give Basket Case to like Quicksilver maybe. Hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, two more here. Um, yeah. I have. Uh, I didn't do Hawkeye because we haven't seen him in a long time. But I did Ant Man. Um, okay. He got today by Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe I even that. he would be a Green Day song. Sure. Yeah. Longview. Something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I had was um, Nebula, and uh, I had to pr- I had to give my own take for the song here because it just kept mm-hmm. giving me today again. But uh, I think it, I had, I had screwed up the cookies on the website, or whatever. So uh, you broke it. I'm going to insert the... for Nebula, "Feel the Pain" by Dinosaur Jr. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but yeah, I think I could see like a Smashing Pumpkin song for her too. Maybe oh, not sure. today, but like a Saturday, like a like yeah, know, like, um, like tonight tonight. Oh, okay, man. Oh, well, yeah, we can go B side, sure. Butterfly <laughs> <laughs> uh, wings, something like that. Uh, I, I would almost say tonight tonight in a way too. Okay. Like okay, yeah. you know, like if you think her relationship with Gamora kind of oh, yeah. kind of evokes that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love oh. Nebula now. I oh, Nebula. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, Smashing Pumpkins. Melancholy is such a great album, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could just talk about that. We could just sidetrack this whole podcast and make it a whole 90s just nostalgia. See, and that's uh, what I'm piece. saying. The 90s music was so important to, I think, a lot of people watching that movie. And mm-hmm. I feel like they could have done something Better. I think we just, just touched saying. on it. I think if you don't, if they could have thrown some Radiohead and some Smashing Pumpkins in there, mm-hmm. I think I think that would have been real nice. Because I'm just thinking, like uh, another segment of that movie where it's like I think she's remembering everything and Come as You Are plays, mm-hmm. and I was just mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, no. yeah. I look, I look, and I love Nirvana. Like any anybody who knows me, I love Nirvana. That's not my favorite song by any mean uh, means by by Nirvana. And I'm happy that they were included, but I thought that song felt weird there a little bit. Thank you. I, I mean, I hope I wasn't the only one. If anybody, like, do you have comments on this thing? Like, if somebody's like, tell yeah. me to shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is fine. That is fine. I could be wrong. 
I'm okay with. We always say you. We always say you can add us, meaning like you can add us on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> and like and like talk to us directly and tell us we suck. We, <laughs> we tell them to do that all the time. That's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a good point though. I'm I I should have I wish I would have thought about like what other songs I would like to have had in that scene specifically cuz it's so music centric, right? Mm-hmm. They even draw attention to it like, "Oh, you're you're playing music. How cool." Uh, Vicky, do you have another song in mind off the top that, of your head? For that for that flashbacks? sequence, for the flat, for for that one specifically with the net okay. bedding. That's funny cuz like I was like if they wanted to go with Nirvana, I would have picked because I'm thinking of like her like flashbacks. I was mm-hmm. even like thinking of Breed because it's a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and there I, you go. I, ever since I saw that in like a, it was a video game commercial, I think for Madden. And I was like, okay. oh my God, yeah, I want to go play Madden. I don't even care for Madden. And I was <laughs> right. like, yeah, like I can see myself getting into Captain Marvel's life. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for I don't sure. Know. No, that's perfect. That's, that's, yeah, they should have hired you. That would have been. <laughs> That would have been a, a, a billion times better, I think. Um, <laughs> billion times. That's how many times? 450 times. million times better. It's no. <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, all right, let's move on to the... Hey, everyone. Chris, thank you, though, by the way, for doing those quizzes. Uh, let's go on to Hey, Everyone. Uh, and this is the best new character, uh, object, idea, location um, that's introduced in this film. There's a lot of... <laughs> oh, you didn't record me. You corked yeah. me. I, I'll, I'll always take it. Do we have a hey everyone drop? No, really no I was just one. looking for it. That's we'll we'll get one. No, that's like cool. Hey, 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 Cork. I'm always happy to say hi to Cork. Um, you know, he's he need to p- print more pamphlets though next time. That's my tip for Cork. Anyway, hey everyone. Um, <laughs> Vicky, what was your favorite new thing that was introduced into the MCU with Captain Marvel? That's not fair, because obviously I'm gonna pick. <laughs> no, you can't. Like mine is not Captain Marvel, so like. No, 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 you, no. You pick... I, I was gonna pick Goose. <laughs> oh, I was gonna pick Goose. Okay, See? that's cool. You Every... pick. No, it's cool. And that's funny because the kids, as I was cosplaying, because we had some merch out there for Alien right. Worlds, and um, and as we were as they were coming out there, and they saw the pops. The kids swarm to Groot. To Groot. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Goose is the new Groot, though. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> to Goose. And I was like, oh my god. And I, and I would ask the kids, like, what's your favorite character? And they're like, Goose. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the movie and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Goose is the yeah, best. <laughs> no, one, no one's going to hate on that answer. Chris, you? Anyone? Uh, just real Anything? quick, they they need to have a scene where Groot and Goose meet, and uh, oh. Goose just starts using him as a scratching post, real quick. <laughs> and, and Groot's like, oh, "I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it." Uh, all right, now he's gone. Okay, good. Um, right. <laughs> oh man, he took Goose. Uh, <laughs> we all wanted Goose. Should we all just say it was Goose and leave it at that? I mean, well, that's, I, mean there's... I wanted to nominate like there's a couple of like of courses. There's like of course Captain Marvel herself. There of course Goose, right. and then uh, I think that might be the. It, the it for like you know yeah but if i need to pick another one i'm gonna pick um uh oh what am i trying to blank right now <laughs> it's it, it, well there's also you know just i've jump got on. one the women yeah, the yeah. other women of like yeah. Captain marvel were great yeah, like, yeah. um I I was maria rambo and maria rambo um so like they were all like yeah, we needed those, and like the whole decision to go with a female Marvel was mm-hmm. amazing. So like, yeah. yeah. So it's not just yeah. Goose. 
Yeah, not just like, you. Of course not. I like how Maria was able to do the dog fighting really quickly in the canyon. So mm -hmm. uh, that was really cool too. So, side, side, quick side note on that. Um, so the the directors of this film they took a lot of inspiration from 90s movies for the action sequences and pieces so at the beginning when uh, captain marvel is jumping onto the subway or the train or whatever that they they were inspired by terminator 2 judgment day <laughs> and and you can actually kind of see it like the way she like is maneuvering about the the town it's a little i that's what i thought i mean it, i think they did a good job for that for that particular canyon scene independence day yeah yeah so yeah, that was it was intentional, and they, I thought they did a great job of just like kind of putting you in that sort of familiar space. Um, I also, I just want to piggyback off of what you said, Vicky. Annette Benning, wow, so great as Marvel, mm -hmm. and I'm just so happy that 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 Disney and Marvel scooped Annette Benning up and stuck her in here. Uh, she was so good. She was so so good in this, and I was just I was captivated every time mm -hmm. she was on the screen. She was Point made everything duty. better. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She was also the supreme intelligence, right? Supreme intelligence, mm -hmm. right, right. Um, and and then lastly, though, for me, hey everyone, also I just want to give another shout, a quick shout out to Talos, the the scroll mm. leader played by Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, he's a I just love him as an actor too, and you know he was great in Rogue One. Um, you know, I thought he was great. I thought he had a, that's a difficult role to pull off to, to kind of play in this gray area where you're at first, you're seen as the antagonist and then you're, you're more sympathetic. It's a real Jamie Lannister situation yeah. for, for Talos. And I thought he did a really good job with it. So I want to give him some shots, but of course, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, I mean, goes without saying it's almost too obvious of an answer, um, I think. And we've talked about her you know, ad nauseum already. All right, let's go to the last segment uh, for the movie review, and that's what if. So here we just kind of talk about, like, what if this happens? Where do we see this character or this franchise moving forward? Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you? How do you want to posit this? What if what? Uh, what if she's the cheat codes? I mean, <laughs> what if Avengers Endgame is just, like, really, really quick with the Thanos stuff? And then, like, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, the rest of the two hours is, like, uh, spent, like, all right, where do we go from here? Uh, that'd be kind of, it'd be a different take on how to end, like, this right. epic two-parter that they made. Um, but <laughs> she's real powerful. She can go anywhere she wants. She can do anything she wants. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, she's the cheat. What if she's actually just the cheat codes? And, like, oh, yeah, I can just take this guy single-handedly. You guys fix everything else. That's a really interesting idea. Like, what if they just take Thanos out in like the first twenty minutes of the yeah. film? Like, oof, that's I like that's some spice, man. I was not <laughs> expecting that. I, uh, really, really great. What if there, uh, <laughs> Vicky? What's your what if? Well, dang it, he said that because jumping off of that, um, because I always like to like pretend like I call things, and I'm pretty mm -hmm. okay at doing that. Um, and I think like yeah, it would be like this whole like. Uh, what's like misdirection where like the Marvel universe is just like oh you think it's about Thanos you're just worried about how we're going to do this well we're going to solve this and this movie is actually going to have a whole other meaning and maybe it's not just like Thanos maybe it's like getting everybody back or maybe it's like some other like left field like um, a Galactus or like a... a Galactus yeah um, and I know I saw some theory about like where like Thanos was trying to prevent like 
ensure like Galactus was also like destroyed in that whole um, snap, snap thing. So mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe there is like, and I wouldn't put it past them to try to like throw a wrench in like our who we think is the bad guy type thing. Where mm-hmm. and I, and that's the other thing. Like we're trying, we're starting to see like just this depth of Thanos, where like. You know, Gamora's making fun of him, like, eh, you don't love anybody, you're stupid. And then, like, oh, guess what, I do love people, <laughs> I have feelings. And um, you find out, like, oh, yeah, he's capable of loving. So I wonder if that's, like, something, like, Captain Marvel's more going to be goal-driven to having this whole other, um, what is it, like, villain or nemesis or whatever. Right. I mean, well, just... well, not only that. Oh, go for it. No, I was going to say, we, we don't know where she's seen over the last 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. 20, 25 years. And and so that could come into play, mm-hmm. right? She could be aware of other threats that have not literally not even blipped on the radar to this point. So, yeah, yeah. no, I think that's a, that's a great... And there's so many uh, different, insight. like, branches that Mar- Marvel's been setting up. Like, you have um, Adam from guardians of the galaxies too right oh yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you have like all these other things that like are popping up and you're starting to see these other storylines so it wouldn't be out of the realm of thought to think that they're going to bring in something else and maybe the infinity war is just or like you know thanos is just one part and this is end game for like other like huger bigger things at play right right Hmm. ah yeah that's great honestly i'm basically yeah throw the inception train at us uh i i that's those are both great answers and i honestly don't even have anything to add i don't even really have a what if i I feel like you guys i mean those are those are both great options so what i'm gonna yeah no it's okay i mean you know uh, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna bring to the podcast uh, for this review before we close it out is just some quick trivia, okay? Some quick goose, mostly goose based trivia. <laughs> uh, and it's so goose was actually played by four different professional cat actors. Wow, four cat actors for goose, uh, and I even have the names. Are you ready? Yes. It's Reggie, Archie. <laughs> Which you know, like from Archie Comics, uh, Rizzo, Grease, and Gonzo from the Muppets. So those are the four cats. Uh, side note: Although those four cats were crushing it as Goose, Brie Larson wanted nothing to do with them. Not because she's mean, but she's severely allergic to cats. Oh so, no! So much so that every scene involving Goose, where she was in the scene with Goose. They had to use a puppet, which is nuts, uh, or computer-generated special effects. Oh, that's like the whole Sabrina thing, too. That girl who oh, plays Sabrina. Don't. It's Melissa Joan Hart? No, the other Sabrina. Oh, the other newer Sabrina. Sorry. Uh, hey, man, Sabrina 90s, okay? Shipka- she's also allergic to cats, so everything oh, in okay. Salem was, like, the same thing. And you could kind of tell because, like, she's never, like, directly in the same room with him. And you're like, oh, it's because of that. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, so. Uh, oh, so so th- th- when they were writing the script for this film, they were actually concerned. This is and this is how in-depth they go with this stuff. 
they they were Marvel was concerned like are we going to get too much pushback for Carol being too young to be a pilot like this level of a pilot um, at her age and they actually contacted the United States Air Force and they're like nah no no people people if they're really talented and they're hardworking they can make um, kind of that level of skill and and. I guess standing within the military at that age. That's awesome. So, so that's cool. That I mean, that's just how serious they take this stuff. Oh, side um, note, I wanted yeah. to point out, like the because I saw a lot of the crowds coming out of the theaters. A lot of them were Air Force, and oh. and it was just like uh, so many. And um, yeah. I was just um, like, thank you for your service, thank you for your service, and they were just having so much fun. I thought that was just something I wanted to add in there. <laughs> That's cool. No, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yet another example of representation, right? Mm-hmm. Of like taking these groups that aren't always, that clearly are not always rep- represented on film, and giving them something to uh, celebrate. Uh, last bit, last little trivia bit. Poncho's bar is a reference to female aviator Poncho Barnes. That's uh, a real person, oh. and it was a female, apparently very prominent female aviator. Um, so cool. Um, oh, all right, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna bring our our review to a close. But Vicky, I wanted to take a moment here at the end of this episode to talk about your experience. Um, <laughs> so obviously you've you've done cosplaying, you've done I've seen you at several events. <laughs> you were a Lego character <laughs> at one point, which was God. I don't know if I don't think I have video of that, but if I do, oh, I, I want to throw that up. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe you can get that to me. We can throw it up on the Combo Characters fan page on Facebook, uh, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. But because uh, it's great, it's like words cannot do it justice. Um, we will throw a picture, uh, of course, with your permission of you in your Captain Marvel uh, oh, cosplay yeah. so that the people can see it, what you looked great. I mean, <laughs> uh, how did it feel to, to be Captain Marvel the opening weekend of this movie? How, how's your cosplay experience been? What's been the most rewarding thing for you? So something I kind of want like to let people know is, um, so I am Hispanic. Vicky Morales is Hispanic gasp. Right. And I <laughs> am, um, I'm obviously Hispanic. So I have dark hair, dark features. I'm darker skinned. I'm, I'm a, I'm a morena. So it's like, I was a little, when I, I was a little like, am I going to put on a blonde wig? Are people going to make fun of me? Oh, look at that like girl wearing the blonde wig. But you know what? I was really like about it. I was like, no, I'm going to own it. And I love Captain Marvel. I love Carol Danvers. I really, really want to do this. So I think I just kind of went out there with her like real confidence that she like gains. Like, I don't need to prove anything to you. Like, who? like I really don't. And, and the reaction was great. I think the little, like I said, there was this little girl <laughs> who saw me. I was so hungry and um, just out there and they got me like taco cabana or something. And I was eating like <laughs> rice or something or beans or something. And I had just like gotten able to like get this like fork filled with food because you're in the mm-hmm. suit and it like your hands aren't very useful. And right. um, this little girl I, I was hiding under under the table. This little girl sees me, and my friend Gina's like hiding me, and she's like, "Oh!" Uh, and then the little girl's like, hey, and like literally screams. And I was like, "Oh hi!" <laughs> and I was like, "Gosh, I probably look like a slob." But you know what? I think in the spirit of Captain Marvel, 
who cares? I don't even prove anything. This little girl's happy. I'm going to be happy with her. So then, like, I did my whole little, like, dance with her because she loved. She was so excited. And she was just, it was just so great. Like, the kids' reactions, like, I was, I think I did that for, like, maybe four or five hours at a time. Um, just out there, full personality. And the kids really, like, get, like kept it going. Like, you get excited with their excitement. You like to be a part of their day and, like, their experience of seeing Captain Marvel. And it meant a lot to me because, you know, there were dark-skinned little girls. And they are going to go see Captain Marvel. And they do have this blonde little Barbie doll that looks like that is Captain Marvel that they have. But I want them to be able to say, hey, that doesn't matter. I saw this girl do Captain Marvel, and she's dark like me. So right. I kind of had like my own separate mission on that, um, not just being a girl, but being like um, a Hispanic girl. And, you know, and I'm hoping, you know, Marvel DC starts doing more representation for, you know, people of color. Because I right. think as a cosplayer, it's just really hard to kind of find like. For sure. Like, uh, you know, people who aren't like white skin or white right. um, to we've, do those cosplays. We've... But um you know, I still do it. I still own it. I'm still loving it. And I want other people to kind of get over that too. And I tell everybody, like anybody can cosplay. It It's, it's fun. It's about the attitude you bring. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, thank you so much for that story. Um, yeah. And pretty much, and, and, and I know you collab with, with alien worlds a lot. Um, and although also Alamo draft house, uh, so for those here in San Antonio, if anytime there's like one of these comic book movies and you go to the draft house, especially try, try to see if Vicky's there because <laughs> she usually is there and you are just one of the friendliest people that <laughs> I've ever met. It's such a delight. Um, but uh, I think that energy that you put into it, that positivity really fans out to the people as well that are that are just seeing the movie or whatever and i think maybe hopefully that's you know giving you the positive experience <laughs> and you're giving them the positive experience as well it's really cool if people want to follow you like on social media where can they where can they reach you um instagram's probably the best um vicky moral so it's like my name vicky uh -huh. morales that, uh, okay any underscore or just no just straight I, up? I lucked out <laughs> I oh lucked very out. good very good yeah do you ever, uh, this is so dumb, I, I actually almost want to walk it back before I've even said it. You won't. But do you, yeah, I won't, you're right, I will, I will stand out on this ledge like an idiot. Do you ever, do you ever joke like Miles is my, is my brother, is my, uh, <laughs> you know, anything like that? No, yeah, um, of course, like, I've always wanted to cosplay as Spider-Man, and I'm kind of into bodysuits now that I did, like, the Captain Marvel bodysuit, <laughs> and I was mm -hmm. like, because we didn't do, like, the whole leather outfit we did the like regular like bodysuit type mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i could totally do uh <laughs> miles morales and like totally like rep people of color and right and like i hey i'm vicky morales yeah I'm right totally vicky morales. <laughs> yeah 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 or like a cousin at least uh it's so cool anyway uh that's gonna bring us to a close for this episode of combo characters everyone thank you so much for listening uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're now on Spotify as well. Uh, make sure to hit us up on Facebook, uh, Gmail, cbcharacters at Gmail, on Twitter at cbcharacters. And um, yeah, until next time, everyone, the fortune. Oh, I'm so sorry. Vicky, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on as well. No, Golly, I'm yeah, so rude. Uh, 
we'll definitely have you on again in the future. Until next time, everyone, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super. Stay Wong strong. <laughs>